Welcome back, gamers and gentlemen, to another special Gamer Culture episode. Today, we're going to be talking about all things spoopy in video games. But before we get into that, introductions are in order. My name, is, as always, is Kuma, and joining me is my co-host, Kibbles. How you doing, buddy? Hello, everyone. I am in a very festive mood. It is <laughs> almost Halloween. It is one of my favorite times of years. And I just love the atmosphere of it. How are you? What's your favorite part of the atmosphere of it? I've never heard anybody say, like, ever tell me, like, I love the atmosphere of Halloween. I've never heard I, that before. I like it. Well, I think it's the atmosphere of fall overall. I like going around seeing pumpkins everywhere. I like mm. everything. Everything's, like, slowly starting to die oh, like, down. Like, you were, like, as literal as possible with, when you say atmosphere then. Okay. I thought yeah. you meant it more like, <laughs> like, like, like okay. I love like a metaphorically. And no, I like seeing the Halloween decorations and the kids come out all dressed up. Absolutely. Okay. And yeah, that makes way more sense now. Cool. Yeah. And, and it's me, Tyler, who talks too much. Already. And, <laughs> and yeah, you got Ty Tyler in the corner, as always. And joining us, the uh, network's resident master of horror, Mike. How you doing, my friend? Sorry, Mike. Um, good, good. Um, you know, it's my absolute favorite time of the year. Um, enjoying all those, you know, horror movie marathons, gaming sessions. Yeah. yeah going back to go. work. You know, scare, probably the scariest thing of all right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I just got, I got, I got laid off work, so. Hey, that's spooky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm on a, I'm on a soft thing there right now. I came back from vacation. My district HR is like, yeah, you still have a cough, so you're not allowed on work premises until that's taken care of. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> That's and terrible. then work starts calling laughing? me anyway because they're like, oh, are, are you coming in today? Well, no, District HR said I can't. They're like, well, you know, you're responsible for I'm like, call call District and speak with them. And then I got a call mm -hmm. later. They're like, yeah, you're uh, you're fine. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, oh, man. All righty. Well, thank you guys for being here. Uh, so like I said, we're going to be talking about uh, spoopy games. So. Horror games out there. I'm I'm not a huge horror fan. I've made that clear a lot. I I don't do well with scares. I don't like being scared. I don't like roller coasters. I don't like scary movies. Yeah, I think um, you told me once that Pippi Longstocking was the scariest movie you ever saw. But Pippi Longstocking is a terrifying woman, and I will not brook any argument. She can lift like, up a no house. That's terrifying. Be able to walk backwards on their hands like that. That's weird. Yeah, she can lift that's, up a house freaky, and have her hair man. like that. That's a monster. She's. <laughs> that's she's unnat unnatural um oddly enough like i i still don't really like horror games uh primarily because mm. a lot of horror games like to use gore as a factor and i'm not a big yeah. gore fan like yeah. i didn't i've seen the saw movies and i'll be honest if you took the gore out of them i'd probably really like them so then you would like oh, seven like the, first the, story. The, the first saw movie has almost no gore in it yeah like, yeah no the first like, three the are actually amazing. really good it's like number um, four the second one like oh my god I, I love okay so i love saw 2 because it is so terrible it really was like them going from like fast and furious one like if fast and furious went from fast and furious one to fast and furious seven like that's <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's, I, that's I a, that is essentially the, the the leap that saw went to with saw 2 where like the woman's being no, pushed saw into came the out pit and... full of of syringes and stuff and like my favorite death ever was the guy with the keyhole he's just like looking in he's like oh what is that what is that and it's clearly a gun and it shoots him and he just dies instantly i don't know why but it's my favorite death in, like all the saw franchise you know, saw one two and three like it told a it told a good story uh saw three got a little intense but like there was still Oh, oh no, the lag. Oh, we're, we're losing him. But Saw Three was the one with the cop, like, right? I, I can still watch this. I'm okay. Saw Three was, and then Four, Five, and Six to people dying in terrible ways. Uh, like okay. Four, Five, Six, Seven, what? Eight, New One. Yeah. There's supposed to be another one with yeah. Chris Rock. Do they have more? I thought they only went to Six. Chris, yeah, Chris it's Rock called and, uh, Sam Jackson. I think it's, it's called Spyro. Yeah, it's called Spiral. Yeah, Spiral. It's Spiral. It's the Book of same... Saw. It's, yeah, the book is saw. I think it's gonna be like a like a, like a legacy thing, which I'm actually okay yeah, with. I, I actually am looking forward to it. I think it feels more going back to the roots of a series because, mm -hmm. like like you said, Saw became something it really was. And you like you watch the first one and you can just tell it's like they weren't planning on doing all. No, this it was yeah. it was literally like and there like were so many retcons and like unnecessary twists in that series. Like yeah. I, I'm a, they're a guilty pleasure. I genuinely get a kick out of most of them. But like the series really could have ended after the first one and been 
just fine. Yeah. The third one, maybe, you know, I, I, I could have gone to. But I liked learning a little bit more on. about about Jigsaw and, you know, me. But, yeah. But, anyway, this is gamer culture. <laughs> this is, like, a totally different podcast. Oh, there's our Spyro. Yeah, yeah, we just spiraled into that. Go see Spiral, Spiral, the Book of Saw, coming to theater soon, maybe. Uh, sponsor? No. So um, I, I, I mentioned all of, I mentioned all of that because horror games, to me, are really hit or miss whether or not I'm going to play them. But I mm. usually like horror games more because you actually have a sense of agency over what's going on, mm. and to me, that makes it a bit better. Um, your your face was stuck, and you looked like Jack Nicholson, and it was amazing. <laughs> they just wanted to let you know. Uh, you're like, yes, no. Um, anyway, uh, what happened? I nothing. Um, I, I will I, I will say like I, I agree with you. Um, that I think a lot of horror games do focus way too much on gore as opposed to just good storytelling and use of fear. Where I would say that, like, some of the ones that I want to bring to the party are um, Silent Hill and Outlast. And um, I would say are pretty much uh, the pioneers right now of... And also Amnesia. I think Amnesia gets kind of lost a little too much into the puzzle... Um, into some of... some poor quality puzzles, especially with the sequels. Because I've, I played... Or the sequel... I would say in the add-on, um, I am looking forward to the third one, like absolutely. But I, I would, yeah. I would say the second one definitely was like a massive dip. Um, well, in defense of Amnesia and traditional games, a Machine for Pigs, which was the second Amnesia game, yeah, that was the Chinese room that had nothing to do with them. That was oh. the people that made uh, Dear Esther, which is why it kind of sucks. I actually did not even know that, huh? I, I would yeah, like, original had nothing to do with a machine for pigs. That was yeah. all on the Chinese room. I, I would have said like yeah. Evil Within, but I mean it is a very gruesome game. Um, but yeah, the second That's one a... though, like I, I I didn't play the second Evil Within, but I, I heard not. I, I heard the things. second Evil Within was good. Yeah. I really liked the first one. Um, yeah, the I first never got around good. to the second though. Mm. So Sean, I uh, I guess with the gore aspect of it, what is it with gore and you that don't really agree with when it comes to games? Because I understand movies a lot more so, but like with games, gore goes on a completely different realm. I feel like, and there's so much variety. So yeah. I mean, so let's see if I can get through a thought without my connection dropping. <laughs> um, I've I've never been a fan of like unnecessary death in anything, mm. as um. As a kid, like, I always had a hard... I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, I enjoy the movie, but I always had a hard time watching Jurassic Park because there are a lot of deaths in that movie where mm. I'm just like, that person didn't need to die. Like, why is that person getting killed? And, like, really in any movie, like, any time that there's, like, a death where it's like, that was unnecessary, that's just there for shock value. I've I've never... It's always, like, kind of met, messed with my head a little bit. Um Especially just like sometimes it's just gross. Like it's just gross. Like mm. in Saw, like I said, I like Saw Three. The scene with the dude on the cross that's like slowly twists his limbs. I'm like, great idea. Gross. Fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I I agree. Which with is Saw funny that. because I I I love God of War. I love the kills in God of War. Mm. God of War Three. Oh, yeah. Whenever you kill a centaur by like disemboweling it, fucking awesome. <laughs> but for some reason, maybe it's because in that game, like you are essentially the force that's doing all this whereas in a horror game you're you're fleeing from it and trying to not have that happen to you mm. um that's probably the harder part is whether or not you have the agency over it or not okay um yeah i wait i agree with him on that part yeah uh, because there's games i don't like like uh outlast is one of them uh i played through it actually once with a friend it's a fun it's a good game. It's it's an enjoyable game, but like Sean says, there are aspects where it's like you don't really need that kind of gore into mm. it. Like there's a scene in there where you are spoilers for anyone who hasn't played a game. Um but it's um you're strapped down in like a wheelchair held by a crazy doctor and then it shows you the crazy doctor cutting your character's fingers like one or two of his fingers off. I'm like Oh, I don't. Oh, yeah, that's you kind of don't need that. Yeah, I okay. I, I 
that's the weird thing with Outlast because I feel like Outlast is more. I mean, uh, I get that's in there for shock value and like, yeah. oh god, but still, it's it's a yeah. it's the thriller aspect of it where I think that that's where it works with Outlast. Like, I I, w- I would yes, there is a lot of like gore and gruesomeness in it, but I don't think. Like, I, I would say the new Resident Evil games are the ones that are extremely gory, where you're seeing, like, completely messed up, disfigured humans who are clearly, like, in a, a shit ton of pain and are mangled. And uh, there's a lot of and things exploding at you, uh, you know, like big, big growths that that will have a human face on it and stuff like that. Like, that stuff to me is that's the gruesome where I'm not very okay with where outlast it's maybe it's because i love the psychological horror and thrillerness of it it, oh, no. it works for me so well because these are i, I i'm experiencing something in outlast that actually could happen and it's really really terrifying within reason because there's kind of superhuman strength in a lot of it but if you get yeah. like kind of just though it's it, yeah, it's no. weird I, and terrifying I, I and did... satisfying at the same time yeah no i understand like again it's a good game i enjoy the game it's just not something I will play on my own. Again, I had to play with the friend with me, um, but I'm not going to go out and look for a game like that. Mm, really. Okay. But I do respect it. I do respect it, and I do agree. Like that's what they're going for. That's fine, and it's an enjoyable game. It's just probably not going to be one I'm going to go look out for. Makes sense. Yeah. What about you, Mike? What do you think? Unless uh, I played through it once years back, I, I have it on the PS4 and. I, I I really liked it. Um, I I I've never one been really squeamish myself. I feel growing up, internet in the nineties. I've been very desensitized. I grew up watching <laughs> horror movies and all yes. that. Like, <laughs> I mean, God, I mean, I go to not scary farm every year except for this year. There you go. And um, I mean, there you're literally walking through, you know scenes that would put anything you'd see in like outlast or resident evil to shame like there's yeah. some gruesome stuff and yeah i you're seeing something really you're me. seeing something be like a like, really horrible happening in the game and you're just like oh this is i was like oh yeah that's right i'm supposed to be scared right now like yeah yeah like, i i i, I <laughs> get really very different out of a lot of horror games it, it takes i think the last horror game that really had me feeling a little unsettled was probably pt oh, oh god yeah, pt was perfect i i'm so upset yeah. With Silent Hills, God, yeah. I, I I really like between it being Kojima and Del Toro and Junji Ito working on that. That would have been it would have been a masterpiece, such a perfect game. And Konami gonna Konami, it would have man, it, it would have been such a love letter. I feel like just to horror in general, where like I feel like that's what Resident Evil has kind of gotten to, and. Because even though I won't play them, I've watched a lot of playthroughs of it, and it's fascinating, and I love it. But I love Resident Evil Seven. Like yeah. I Resident Evil lost its way for so long, yeah. and then Seven yeah. came out, and you're like, when? When did you guys learn? Yeah. yeah like, even four, I know Four is really popular. I don't think Four is a bad game, but it Four's was more definitely of an action game. Yeah, exactly. it was a push Four, in the definitely. wrong direction for the series, and they really carried that over with uh, Five with the. Force co-op and then yeah i mean what the heck was resident Did, evil 6 didn't wasn't yeah, like no. resident evil 4 like the one that ended with like a guy that looks like a gigantic napoleon or something like that yeah yeah it was like yeah. so he was weird. like spanish was like, napoleon yeah yeah, was yeah. yeah like all right the, uh, we're doing this now yeah oh, i was i remember playing that on wii and i hated using the wii mote and, and the and everything and i'm just like oh god I need to make control. Yeah, that seven was a big step back in the right direction for the series, and then what we've seen of eight so far has me really, really excited. Oh god, yeah, yeah eight looks very good. Um, I'm do you, wait. I it, kind of like games that are a little bit subtle in horror. If you kind of understand what I'm saying, mm. yeah, I, I think like I mean, I think you're talking about like Silent Hill, where it's it, everything happens in a room. A lot of it is like I would say my I think my favorite scare of any game. And I think, Sean, you and I have talked about this before. It was from one of the worst installments of Silent Hill. It was called Downpour. And there's a part of it where you walk into a house. And in the bottom, uh, so like it, you walk into the house. And on the right, there was a staircase that goes up. And on the, on the left, like it, it looks like, you know, just there's you're in the atrium, of course, when you walk in. And then it looks like there's a living room. But the living room has like this cage 
uh, like it's like caged off though, and it has a door, and you go up to the door, and it's locking. But you hear um, a woman crying, and you're just like, "All right, that's gonna be that's gonna be something soon." And then you so you go upstairs, you hear a crash, and you go downstairs, and then the door is open, and then but you don't hear anything, and then you take a you get a little closer to it, and then you hear a child laugh, and 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 so um, you. You don't have a flashlight at this point. This is early on in the game. And then anyway, so you, you can't really go in um, or I think I can't remember if it was like an automatic die or anything like that. But anyway, so you go back with the flashlight and you just shine it in there. And the, and the this chair just smashes against the wall and then a ball bounces towards you. And then and uh, and then you see a shadow and then that's it. And then you get the next the next clue. But you have to go back to this house later on. Nothing scarier than children, man. It's so cool. But like that, <laughs> like but like that. There's no monster. There's no nothing. It's just some. It's just that. And it's so great. And it's so effective. I'll say as someone shit who's out of me. never, someone who's never played played the games, like I always found the concept of Silent Hill fascinating. Just because the idea of like, oh, the monsters are manifestations of imperfections mm. in their psyche. Like, yeah. I no need to explain it, but just the idea of the monster called the, oh God, what was it? The pyramid head? Uh, oh, uh, abstract daddy, abstract father. Mm. Okay. Um, which was a manifestation of abuse. And it looks like two writhing figures on a bed that's trying to kill, yes. kill you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just yeah. like, all the monsters that like how, how they're like, Oh, th this monster represents this. And this is how we chose to design and manifest it. I'm like, that is fucking br brilliant. I'm going nowhere near it, but that's really cool. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Silent Hill's a brilliant series. Like it, yeah. they, there's so much depth to it and just the way they play on those themes of guilt or mm -hmm. you know, sin or all Su those suppressed you know, feelings. Yeah. I feel you actually learn it's a lot so more a lot. about yourself too, your psyche when you play those games, it, 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 it hits you in certain aspects of it. And they do use, okay. With the good ones, um, the care, the main characters are very relatable and have very human feelings. So then when they see things or experience stuff or things are more and more explained, it really kind of triggers you because again, there are, there already are mostly relatable characters. And so when you see, especially Silent Hill two, which is why the ending is such a mind fuck for people, it's because you really one thing care about the characters and care about what's happening and, and, and the twist. I'm not going to say, uh, because you should absolutely play this game. I don't care if you emulate it or whatever. Um, it's play Silent Hill two. It, it, it has a whole thing of where you, you get invested and you see yourself so much into several characters. And then when answers are answered or a twist happens, it kind of, it really hits you personally. And I love that. The, the thing that usually gets me through a horror game is when the, the horror is more of a sense of, of dread mm. or urgency than it is of, you know, gross gore, or a particular, you know, just a bunch of jump scares or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which, it, Mike, you brought up that you just started playing Little Little, little Nightmares, which is a game I streamed yeah. year, years ago, and I've replayed several times. I love Little Nightmares. Um, some people might argue it's not much of a horror game, but to me, it's almost my yeah. perfect horror game because mm -hmm. at, at no point are there, I mean, maybe there's like a, a spook here and there, but there's never a sense of like, duh, quick jump scare. It's always like, oh, that's terrifying and I don't want it to see me. So how do I get around? And then, oh, I'm Mike. I don't know how far you are in the game, but there's eventually. I'm in the, uh, where kitchen. Okay. So you are in the, ki the kitchens. So once you get to the kitchens and you have, you're seeing what the cooks are doing in the background and you're like, I'm perfectly safe. They don't see me. I'm up on a ledge just trying to get around. But I still have to watch them cutting up chunks of meat with their weird face masks or just the, the terrifying shit that's going on in the background. Yeah. And it's environmental storytelling. You're just like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah, I'll be atmosphere. That's what I love. That game is so just palpable. Like, it is fantastic. Like, it, like you say, it never feels outwardly scary. Like, it's not trying to scare you but it's definitely trying to leave you unsettled mm. and just kind of 
just have that feeling of like just there's something wrong going on you don't want to involved in it you just want to get out it, it just it lingers and it's really well done like the very minimal use of music it's mostly ambient sounds yeah just like the little yeah. noises that the you know the chefs or like the janitor guy that they make when they do happen to spot you it's just it all plays really well together yeah there's one game i play um around this time it's like an old it's like a japanese game but it's um it falls on the under like I don't say it's really not that scary, but it's interesting. It's called Deathmark. Has anyone heard of it? I, I Fatal got that on my Switch. I haven't played super far into it, but I I am really enjoying what I have played yeah. of it. Yeah, because it's like it, I also like it because it's basically you're like a a man who like wakes up one day and he has like a mysterious mark on like his arm, hmm. and that basically is like a curse symbol of you will die to a ghost or something like that and it takes you through a bunch of like these little stories where you meet our people with these marks and they're like the old japanese stories like um there's one where it's, um it's like they start off with rumors like have you heard the rumor of the uh the lady that grants wishes and like if you go to this booth at like midnight or something and you stood there you'll hear the phone ring and then they'll she'll ask you what do you like hmm. it's like those kind of stories but then it dives into the background of like what is actually causing this? And, like, it'll turn out, like, oh, the lady in white is, like, the spirit of, like, a lady that was about to get married, but then she got kidnapped by, like, a bunch of, bunch of biker gangs, and they killed her, and now her spirit, is, like, haunts everything looking for her love or stuff like that. Oh, wow. But, it's like, it's it's an interesting game. It's, like, a bunch of, like, like little very stories that, like, <laughs> yeah. There's, you know. But I don't know. It's, like. You go ahead. Uh, I was about to say, like, it's not full of like jump scares, but I like the atmosphere the game like that creates within, within like the mood of everything. Like, you're like, you know, like it's not going to. I'm gonna say, you're not in any real danger, but you always feel like, is there something like watching me as you play the game or something like that? Yeah, it's it's mostly presented as like almost like a visual novel, and it does a lot with that format. Like for mm, for yeah. the format it's using, it actually manages to do quite a bit um, as far as the like I said like the atmosphere or like the scares it does use um, I, I know like I, I haven't gone super out I'm towards the beginning of that like in the school like I think that's like the first ghost yeah. story you're investigating and there were a couple moments where like just you'll see something like out of the corner like in um, like out a window or something that you it's just there for an instant and it's gone like just little little things like that they, they really do um, you know they're quite effective yeah, and then you feel sorry because a lot of the ghosts are, like, uh, victims to, like, other people's stuff. So, like, at the same time, you also feel, like, sorry for them. Like, oh, mm. like, there's, like, an innocent person, and now they're stuck like this. It's, it's very sad. There there are a lot of other games that make you feel stuck and a little bit not disoriented. Actually, yeah, disoriented. Uh, I think that's actually a fantastic word for it. Um, Eternal Darkness, uh, Sanity's Requiem. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember the colon. But yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. That a is good one. such a game. That is a game uh, that definitely is a very cinematic experience. Uh, I remember playing it on the GameCube, and I still have it on my game. Um, and I, I actually, man, we should actually. Yeah, we we need to do that for our Let's Plays for next year. Yeah. But uh, that one's Eternal. It, it, it is. It is that one, a great that game. That was a very good one because they will they do stuff in there that you make think that's like actually happening. Like you think it actually like what's the point? Like it's like one thing where like yeah. you think your game has crashed and you hit the power button. Not only that, but like the, the volume the volume thing will pop up on your screen. Like even though everybody had a yeah. different like you know TV at the time, but yeah, like, it, it, some of the effects yeah. definitely worked better if you were playing on a CRT back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you're playing on old TV, it will work. I don't think it will be that effective if you're playing on like a computer or something nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. And like yeah, it was super Lovecraftian too. Like it mm-hmm. played with into the Elder Gods and they're tying into human history. Destiny, in like yeah, like all the all 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 the old stuff that you know that <laughs> that would be terrifying. And another one is like one of the original horror games is Clock Tower. Um which Oh Clock, Clock Tower, Tower yeah. So good. Yeah. The Scissorman I I, <laughs> I really want them to remake it. I think that that'd be a fascinating thing to actually 
to play because if there's another... that'd be a weird one because that's an old school po- point and click and if they were going to remake it they'd either have to make the choice do we make it a point and click or do we make it more of a 3d adventure and you'd piss people off either way i mean i wouldn't yeah, i i, I, I would the newer clock tower games were pretty good too yeah I, I, thought they, I thought there was a newer one but i think i'm imagining it now that i'm thinking about it i think it's, i think I want to say there's been three of them. I know there was one where there's just like I think there's three. one monster that like uses acid or something like that. That's mm. really. Uh, I, I mean, you're going on a can, fucking drip, little man. It's actually really cool because right now, okay, wrong acid. <laughs> right now, I'm playing through Dragon Quest Eleven, which is really cool because you can either play it with modern graphics or you can play it uh, as eight bit, uh, which I think is very fascinating and cool. Uh, I will never play it eight bit because what's the point? But I, yeah. I I think maybe a Clock Tower remake where they can do it as a point and click and maybe another one where it's not could be cool and interesting. And especially, you know, have it be thirty nine dollars. It's a it's it's it has name recognition because of certain YouTubers who have talked about it. But also it's always been there's another game that came out for the switch. It was a 20. It was a horror game from the 90s as well. I think it was a computer game. It was like. A very taboo game, and they came out with a special edition on the Switch. And I was Night looking, trap. what? Night Trap. Yes, yes. That Night game. Trap. Yeah, yeah. That, that game that. is going for a hundred and twenty bucks now on Amazon, and it's not even two years old. Um, like the the remake celebration edition. These things do yeah, make money, why? and they're because it, they sold out, and it, it was, and it, it, they sold out, and they didn't make more. And so, yeah, limited it's, run. Limited Run made a certain amount of games. They did pre-orders yeah. and asked things. They make uh, certain amount of copies, and then once the pre-order's over, that's all there is. So like, and then those usually go for pretty pretty expensive. Yeah, old games are are big again. You know, look at Nintendo and all the stuff that's happening. Mario thirty five and whatnot. Like, I think if they were to do Clock Tower like that, have it be thirty bucks on the Switch or have it be thirty bucks, you know, on Steam. I think it would oh, kill. Like it would make it killing. Yeah, yeah, why not? I don't, I don't understand why not. And maybe maybe update it, maybe not. It doesn't matter. It's still it's still a do fun a experience. Do I? Still like a collection or something. The yeah. all three games. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. And I I think it's a good that's a great game for a horror. It kind of gets you spooky, especially like there's a lot of things in it, especially when they have like the quote unquote cutscenes of her of her face and stuff like that, and you actually get to see in 16-bit, like, her actual, like, distress and, and, you know, her being terrified is really effective still today. But also we have, we, we live off of nostalgia where we have things like Shovel Knight and Minecraft that are, that are boxy and weird and, and effective and, and uh, you know, so I, I feel like bringing in some of these old stuff, even like Fatal Frame, would be really I was about cool. to say, bring Fatal Frame back to America. It's been a long time. Since <laughs> yeah, that oh, game got... Be so happy. Do, wait, what did you say, Sean? I said my girlfriend would be so happy. She loved the Fatal Frame games. Yeah. I, 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 there's, I, there's a, there is a Switch Fatal Frame game, but it just I don't think it's gotten in the U.S. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, I don't that think sucks. so. I, I, think, I think it's because there's one game that they didn't, the U.S. really didn't like. It was... Um, I think it was only the Japanese version where the main character... They put him in lingerie and like Nintendo, like US was like, no, don't you can't have that. Well, I mean, they like always that. censor games. I mean, that happens all the time. Hell, that happens in Final Fantasy. Um, yeah, I mean, they'll censor stuff because we're prudes. But uh, I, I, I had, I've never played this game before. I had an ex girlfriend who absolutely loved it, and wanted me to play it. I never actually did play it. Um, I heard that Alan Wake is essentially like the American. Um, I guess not. What's the word I'm trying to think of? But it, it's basically our fatal frame. It's you wouldn't. They're not comparable. I played Alan Wake, and I've watched gameplay of Fatal Frame. I maybe elements of it, but hmm. like, I, I, I get. I've only played Fatal Frame too. Yeah, like Fatal Frame is definitely scarier in a sense of like. You're in a lot of enclosed areas, whereas Alan Wake, much of the game happens outside or in wide open areas. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, the game gameplay I saw fair frame. Yeah, I think that's what freaks me out is you're really close. Like you can't. It's like the old Resident Evil games where like you're in like a hallway, a very narrow one, and there's something right in front of you, and there's like no way to run but to go back. Mm, okay. 
there's um and it's funny too let me ask you guys this oh yeah um let me ask you something um what do you think was the impetus for a lot of the um the return to form for horror games because for a long time it seemed that horror games are going down the path of let's instead of making this uh you know a a unsurvivable situation let's give the main character a gun oh i was actually just about to bring this up we saw the dead space we saw that with resident evil and fear yeah Uh, we saw that (laughs) i was just about you could argue bioshock like was kind of like an fps with horror elements it had had very heavy horror elements it it was not a comfortable game yeah so there there was a long time where a lot of horror games were definitely moving down the path of fps with monsters Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. something happened where they suddenly realized you know what people actually like not being in full control of the situation anymore do you guys what what is your preference do you like not having full control or do you like it when you're like yeah the monster might fuck me up if it gets close but i can fuck it up if it stays far away just make ammo limited right that's I, that's how you make games spoopy and in, in, in all honesty if you see the monster a lot um i feel like like if it's a i feel like having some ability to defend yourself to run away if it is a visible physical creature not if it's something that's abstract or something that you don't really see very often. Like, I would say even with Alien, uh, the Xenomorph is not seen very often. You only see it whenever it's close to you, and then it's gone. You have no idea where it is. It's playing more, Alien it's, Isolation. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like the Alien Isolation thing is what I meant. Sorry. But like, you see it, it'll be there, and then it's just gone. Uh, same thing with Amnesia. I think if it's something along the lines of like resident evil where you're able to kind of i mean that whole series i would say that resident evil is more of uh, i like i would say like if you're lumping the entirety of the franchise together it is more of an action adventure horror game so having that especially with four five six or kind of six and the original as well it's it's gunfight that is what that franchise is i do prefer the psychological one where you're hiding but if it's a physical thing that's happening i think you should be able to punch it and run away but you have to do certain things like if it's a cutscene of where it's um you know where you press buttons and stuff like that uh what are those called is those are called um quick time events yes QTE. yes Uh, i think those are usually fine but it if it's a scary um game where it's like silent hill where it does have physical stuff but also paranormal stuff as well where you're hiding from fatal frame is paranormal um yeah hiding i i like survival i would say is mostly yeah. i think five nights at freddy's I, as well I, it's cool and a great thing where you just are stuck and it's all about conservation <laughs> so i'm gonna go on i'm gonna i'm gonna fillet um frictional games for a little bit here because <laughs> this is gonna play both into into both of your questions sean so um i'm gonna i'm gonna actually go before amnesia because I'm one of those guys, and I want to talk about Penumbra, which was not Frictional's very, very first game, but it was their first really, you know, main, mainstream their mass market game. Um, so successful, right? Penumbra uh, was a successor to that, yeah. So um, Penumbra was released in three parts. There was Overture, Black Plague, and then Requiem. Um, Overture was. Um, you know, it takes, it takes place in the Arctic. Um, most mm-hmm. of the enemies you encounter are these dogs running around in the mines and stuff. And you are able to fight back. I mean, it was a scary game, but you could jump on top of a you know barrel or something and just smack them until they're dead. And it, it just kind of eliminated a lot of that element. Whereas Black Plague, the enemies are these like supernatural, like zombie sort of things and you can't fight it back against them it, it's much like it's like amnesia you can't fight against the uh, grunts and that the um, enemies and that so it was a very i, I actually talked with um yens from uh frictional games i did an interview with him years and years ago oh, that's awesome um, and i i talked about that um kind of the difference going from 
the original design with Penumbra where you could fight back to in Black Plague and Amnesia where you can't. And it, they said it, it's scary if you can't fight back. If you're left vulnerable, if you're helpless, you have to run it, run or hide and, you know, find a way to get around it rather than just killing it. Um, yeah. And then you see that again carry over with like Amnesia where, you know, it, it, that's all about running and hiding. But you also have to be careful when you run and hide because there's the whole sanity system. You have to stay in the light. Yeah. If your sanity gets low, it gets in. Then we have Soma, which has very few monster encounters. They're much more meaningful when they do happen. And the right. horror in Soma is entirely psychological. It's entirely about the kind of questions it asks you as a player to consider the sort of concepts it talks about as far as the self and what it means to exist. Like the whole idea that the you that you are right now, you know, your body replaces its cells however many times over the years it's like you, the you sitting here right now isn't the same you that was sitting here a year ago or when you were a kid like you're does that mean you're not really you anymore and then it gets into the whole idea of the consciousness and passing yeah. it on i i i go on and on about soma the the uh, ending of that game was so so heavy because i watched it the- my all-time favorite ending in any horror movie game book anything i the ending for soma was so perfect it was so bleak it it was a twist that wasn't even really a twist like if you paid attention you knew exactly how it was going to end because Mm. they tell you what's going to happen and it still floored me when it did i'm like well the first time you the first time you switch we'll say i'll I'll say that for anyone who hasn't played every time you switch you get this idea of like oh is Cause you have your, your little companion being like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But, but like you said, if you're paying attention, you understand what's happening mm-hmm. and then you switch a couple times throughout the game. And as you get closer and closer to the end of the game, you're kind of with your character and like, Oh no, it'll be fine. By the time we get to the end, like we'll mm-hmm. make it onto the arc thing. And then you get to the end and the ending happens. And you're like, you, you, you saw this coming. You knew how this was going to end. Yeah, it's like you, you just got used to winning the coin flip and then the one time where it quote unquote matters, you could see what happens when you don't win the coin flip, as it were. Yeah. And it's just brilliant. Like that's to me like the peak of how what horror is. Like it's just so bleak and hopeless and it's phenomenal. And I mean there's a little bit beyond that to the ending, you know, there is quote unquote a happy ending to it that you do get to see which is kind of a nice way to wrap things up but even then that ending you know when it pulls back and you just know that okay so you accomplish your goal but humanity is still basically just sitting on a computer somewhere floating out in space until it eventually does just run out of power and what's left of us is just gone like oh I, (laughs) i i could go on and on about soma that is my top horror game of all time it's so much more i, I it, it bothers me that amnesia <laughs> i love i love amnesia but amnesia really was kind of this goes to your first question i think amnesia is a big part of what brought horror back to what yeah. it, what it's kind of becoming today because agree, a thousand percent it got that. so yeah. popular with like streamer culture as far as the whole markiplier or that like people like that just overreacting screaming at everything on their stream that got really popular with kids it made it a very successful game and it really kind of brought that about which kind of hurt soma in the long run and i have an article that goes over this a bit but um soma being such an introspective type of game where the horror is more how it makes you think and the things it's asking you and what you take out of the game and those questions that's where the horror really comes from, and that just doesn't translate well to a good stream. Like, yeah. it, it's a scary enough game. You can kind of get away with it, but it, it's not like Amnesia where you get all these opportunities to just scream your head off and get a million likes for it. Well, and I, I love that you brought up, like, the like the streamer culture, like, what that did for games, because I'm, I'm also going to throw Five Nights at Freddy's on the pile. Yeah, that's because a good that, one too, yeah. That did the same yeah, thing. Absolutely. I think that did... Um, the same thing that amnesia did showing that people like when you're, you basically don't have any power. I mean, the, yeah. the, the most you can do in most five nights at Freddy's game is stop lock the monster the from getting to you or lock yeah. them down. Well, it's like, it's like I said, it's also about conserving. It's also about conservation as yeah. well. Like, yeah. Conservation. And then the whole fact is throughout the night you're losing power, which yeah. I think is 
a very good metaphor for the whole thing is it's the loss of power over time um, yep. to the yeah. monsters. And, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love the Five Surprise series. Like, it's had its missteps, and I don't like the direction the series is now. I mentioned this last uh, podcast we did, but I do think overall it, it is a good good horror series. It's a great introductory horror series, especially for kids. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, 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 it's a big, big factor in where things have gone since then. Absolutely. Yeah, I must say, I have my own views with Sean's earlier question on whether you feel powerful or not. I have to agree with Tyler on this where I'm perfectly fine where if you're playing game, you have a gun, but then there's sometimes you don't and you have to go hide. Uh, for me, I think one days is like um, the game called Cthulhu where it's, mm. you have a gun in the game and you use it on regular beings, but there is a point where you meet a monster that you see, I think like twice, maybe three times in the game. But it's essentially is a Lovecraftian monster that comes that lives in like an alternate painting world and you try to shoot it the first time and you realize oh my guns have no effect on this monster and then your only option is to run around and hide yeah. and try to figure out how am I going to stop this creature from killing me in the end it's stuff like that where like you're so comfortable with like a weapon and then suddenly they just take it from you like in battle like that is what I really enjoy yeah yeah. I wouldn't say that that taking giving you something to give you that comfort and then taking away. I was just thinking thinking about yeah. that too. It's yeah. a great, even if it's only for like a little bit. It, yeah, even if it's just for a little bit, it does such a good job with everything. Like like we're gonna take this away from you for like five minutes. You're on your own, you have to find your way out. Yeah, horror horror whenever it does something different and kinda takes you out of the element and then makes you kinda think like I would say eternal darkness is the same thing. It's like that that's what really really affects me the most. And that's why Silent Hill always does those different rooms and different things and different scares and stuff like that. And Resident Evil Seven also did the same thing as well. I would also like, yeah. like mention like the Blair Witch game looked. Very, I didn't play it, but it looked fascinating when I saw playthroughs. There's other games out there too, uh, indie games like Witch Hunt, and I would even say the Bigfoot one that I'm really that I'm like I'm very oh, very one, intrigued yeah. by. But I would say there's another indie. I think it's an. I think it's indie. There's another game where I would say it's kind of like that movie Midsummer, where it's the first horror movie that's in like all brightness, like where it, you know, it's oh, the opposite. such a good movie. I yeah. love Midsummer, but it, it, it's yeah. I, I want to compare it to like like what Midsummer does for horror was what um it's uh anyways the game is we happy few or we is it we happy few or we happy we happy few yeah that game is like the most to me terrifying because not only is it like this dystopia of where you you know everything is it, yeah it, it's like 1984 the game kind of but with like other horror elements of it, it's societal horror societal horror and but yeah. yeah i think we happy few is one of those games where it's completely different and you feel powerless because you are powerless like everything is taken away from you and so that that Which one's we happy few i'm not familiar it's it's the that's one that's the one where it's like it's like in britain where everyone has to be happy so they take happy pills oh that one okay yeah I know which one you're talking about i'm thinking of a different game i'm thinking Terrifying. of a taiwanese kind of game where it's like you're back in like i want to say 1980s maybe somewhere around there where it's like communist taiwan or something like Are you that talking about devotion because i was actually going to talk about that later Oh, okay. Never mind. I'll let you no, talk no, no. You're that. totally. F- no, no, no. I was gonna because it was gonna be my it was gonna be my, lot, my question at the end of the podcast actually. But never mind. But anyway, oh. Sean, what about you? You didn't answer your own question about what, like which I prefer. Well, yeah, or just yeah. I, I mean, just you're, you're you, you got to answer your own question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm I'm waiting for my uh, connection to not be solid red and for everyone else to be jumping around. Um, <laughs> so, I mean for. For me, like what makes a better horror game to watch, because like I said, I don't play many. If I'm playing something, I would prefer a way to not necessarily just blow my way through all the monsters, but a way to like at least somewhat defend myself. Mm. Like, I think I'd be willing to play the remakes of what is it? uh, RE2 and RE3 that have come out. Um, Because I think a lot of those as much horror as there is of all the monsters and zombies being around, uh, I, I do kind of enjoy that ten- that tension of conservation of resources. I-, I-, I definitely think the best thing for horror is usually no way to defend yourself because that's usually the best way okay. to 
truly achieve that feeling of, you know, I need to protect myself. Um, survival horror games are probably, I think, the best mix. The ability that you do have the ability to defend hmm. to defend yourself, but you have to conserve. It's usually better to run than it is to fight. Yeah. Um, I would, de- God, and then games that just take it to the next level of saying, you know what, we are going to ambiance the fuck out of you <laughs> and that's where the horror is going to come from like that game anguish i think it is or agony uh, is that I, the one that the they want that's in hell yeah that's the one that's in hell hmm. that was the one that was originally ao but then they had to bring it down to m or something like that yeah, oh, yeah. They, holy they shit it, and then they released a patch for um, the pc version that uncensored it hmm. yeah and that i thought was brilliant I, I, I really liked that aesthetic and that choice to say that we are going to take, we're going to put, put you in hell, which you know is a terrible place, but we are just going to make it this varied wasteland of the worst, the worst landscapes you could possibly imagine. Just mm. walls and floors made of bleeding bone and flesh monsters. So it's like, I think there's one cutscene with a succubus and like, you're like, oh, succubi, like they're sex demons. They're not that bad, right? And like, she's literally just like fucking a corpse to just like tearing it to pieces. Jesus Christ. Like, right. Very, very sexy demons. <laughs> Look, A, A plus on the design, but <laughs> a, a little rough for me. I'm not, you know, roll it back, couple safe words, maybe. She took it a little far. Um, but uh, no, just, just that that ambiance, like when you're when your world tell is telling the story, that's what gets me. Mm. That's why, like, I've always been fascinated with Dark Souls, even though I'm not any good at them, because it's it's the world that tells the story, and I love that. I love that I have to pay attention to the game, and not just zone out as people give me a word dump. Yeah, I'm about to say I think that's kind of what I like about the Five Nights at Freddy's. Like, other than the jump scare horror aspect, it's you dive into that world if you're really paying attention. There is like a horror story going yeah. on in the underground of it. On top of the horror jump scares you get straight up in front of you. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the funniest phrase, honestly, they uh, jump scares in general do get a bad rap. And I know being one of the, the horror guy, uh, I, I think my opinion with jump scares, I, I've been asked about it before. Jump scares aren't inherently bad. Yeah. They just have to be earned, and I honestly do think that the Finest Freddy games, they do earn their jump scares. Like, there's a lot of tension throughout the nights, and, you know, they build up to it. It's not just cheap, like, in your face. Like, it, it, it's it's deserved. They, they do the jump scares probably better than most games do, I think. I, 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 I you guys ever seen people play the VR versions? No, oh, God, no. I've seen a couple. Jesus. Um, I'm good. <laughs> there's no... Um, one of the funniest things I ever saw was when you're playing the VR version uh, of the first game, if you get up and you try to walk out of the room, it automatically spawns a uh, Foxy to just sprint down the hall into your face. So if you're like, fuck <laughs> this, I'm out. I'm just going to leave. And you get up and walk out. He'll, he just like runs at you immediately. I'm like, brilliant. Fucking brilliant. You gotta I love think, when they think of everything. I, I think that's another aspect of horror I like is I like the mystery in horror, if you know what I mean. It's like, hmm. it's like you're kind of just drawn into a place, and then you're. I like figuring out, okay, what the hell is going on here? What had caused this? Like, um, again, like the only thing I could think of is like Call of Duty. Like, yeah, I got sent to this town to look for a lady, but everyone's funny. What's causing this? And if you know Lovecraft, you know what usually causes everything like that. But that's what I like. It's oh, like they, it's like weird shit. Yeah, it's like, but that's what I like. It's like you're you start off in this weird place, and then you're trying to figure out what events led to this happening to this place. That's what I like about horror, for me at least. Yeah, good mystery, like a good thriller, like mystery. That's I was talking to my girlfriend about some horror stuff, and how for me, like with horror movies, um, like we were talking about Saw. But if you stripped away a lot of the really over the top gore, like once you start getting into parts of two and definitely parts of three and then Mm -hmm. everything after three, if you stripped all that away, you actually have a really good like 
thriller, like mystery thriller um, about this guy who's been slighted and how the world just fucked him. And everything he's doing now is he's he's a killer. Yes, but he's all he's more of a punisher than he is a destroyer. Um, And that, I think, is a fascinating type of villain. It almost reminds me of a great character. Yeah, but yeah, that just that idea of like, like when there's a good mystery to be solved, and not just who's the killer? How do we get away? Oh no, he's putting a dagger in my stomach and ripping it up to my navel. Um, it's when there's actually something to try and solve and pay atten- attention to. That's when I really can enjoy a movie more. I think there's one. Cool. Um, yeah. There's an old movie called The Uninvited, not the more recent ones. It's an old black and white movie about a woman who dies in this old house and they have to like, they're like trying to figure out, you know, what all this haunting is. It's fascinating. Hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, that's again, I bring you up to the game Deathmark is basically, like I said, your main thing is to put like ghosts to rest. But in order to do that, you have to figure out what had happened to these ghosts, what led mm. to the hauntings and everything like that. And then I think I'm doing the same. I'm watching, was it uh, a haunting on house Hill or, Hill Oh yeah. Hill yeah. House. Yeah. I'm watching Hill house with a bunch of friends. We're like three episodes in, but I'm already like curious, like what the hell's going on here? Like, why is this house? Ha-? Like, obviously we yeah. know the house is haunted, but why is it haunted? I'm the minority. Like, I'm, I'm not a big so fan of the good. series, but that's just me. <laughs> I, I, you might like Bly Manor a bit more. I I, I thought Hill House was much much better, but Bly Manor was good. Um, Bly Manor was more person? of a love. Yes, well, it, it is a. It, they're treating the series as an anthology, and yeah. this is the next one. This one is okay. much more a love story than it is a yeah. ghost story. Um, okay. it, it was good. It, it was very different. They're, they're very different because yeah. one thing Haunting and Hill House is based on a book, where Bly Manor uh, is. Yeah, they both are. Um, Hill House was of course. Oh. Yeah. Based on Haunting House. And then uh, The Haunting Bly Manor is based on uh, the uh, Turn It Screw. Oh, okay. But not by the same writer, is it? Are they? No, different, different writers. That's what I thought. Um, I think right. I think another game, though, th- there's a lot of other games that that have kind of come over the years. Like, there's one, like I think it's called, like, SCP, the one where you couldn't blink and it was, like, very indie. Um, uh, that, yeah, that takes place. That states from the, uh, the SCP uh, wiki. Yeah, um, which was started by something awful, and it, it's yeah. and like, SCP is night and day different. I do prefer old SCP to yeah. what it's become now. Yeah, it, I don't even know it where it became. That... I just knew that one game and played it and it was terrified. And then we also have Slender, yeah. the Slenderman games as well, like that are that are very prominent. Honestly, like memes and just in in the gaming world, like Slender, you know, the seven pages is is such a big. Game that, that a, brought that people to into yeah, that, but they but turn it, it into a movie. Yeah, but like that. Yeah, that, that, well, that was a creepy boss to go. Yeah, went out there and did hot garbage, by the way. Yeah, the, yeah, but, but like yeah, the movie was terrible. Oh, I know the movie's crap garbage. But I had to go. I, I will say guess. five. I will say that Amnesia, Five Nights at Freddy's, and Slenderman are honestly the three biggest things that happen with horror games to get awareness. And I think is on. I would say that they are the three major uh players as to why resident evil went the route it did i i will honestly say that i think outlast may have had a little bit of say in it too but that's those, true. Those, that's i would say yeah. those are definitely the and, big three and i think p i think pt obviously was the but that's also from a major studio i'm not going to count that like the existence of pt of course was going to hit hard because it was from konami like like I, I don't think it was i don't think it was influential i think it was more of just like hey look what konami just made and and fucked up. Everybody's gonna emulate this now. Like I, I'm not gonna yeah. give it, I'm not gonna give it the credit that we all know it already has. But like there's another yeah, game no. called like Layers of Fear that, that that's out there um, cool. that I've watched some gameplay of and it looks awesome. Well, um, my 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 question to you guys and I don't know if Sean wants to end it after this, but what is a horror game that you want to play more than anything? And mine is gonna be Devotion, which is what we were talking about earlier. That Taiwanese game that got banned because it mocks the president or prime minister or whatever they have there um whatever their whoever their leader is there is a small uh asset in the game that you can see in one small part of it where it's very anti um the political leader and they had to take down the game completely and it is no longer uh available you cannot buy it you cannot have anything 
and it is such a shame because all the let's all the let's plays and everything I've watched of it is is a gorgeous, horrifying game that I want to experience. Yeah, and that's I won't the game be able where you now. played the girl walking around the school, right? No, you're going through. A... Oh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of a different game that's like no. communism and everything. Yeah, Devotion okay, was a Korean game that got taken down and is no longer available because of, unfortunately, making it, it, it insults a um, political figure. So, eh. my f- hey, awesome. Oh, but anyways, what about you guys? Like though, what is a horror game that you guys would love to play? I'm trying to think which one. No. I mean, oh, I Amnesia Rebirth comes out in yeah. less than a week, so I mean that's that's kind of it for me. I I would love maybe not something that is already out, but like um, a remaster of the original Dead Space. I'd love to mm. play, maybe you know, port it for the Switch or something as well. Um, yeah, I I, I'm love a, I don't know if you would count it as horror or like an action horror. I would like to play The Sinking City. I love the Lovecraft world and everything, and I got bummed when they took it off digital. It is relisted, was, I believe. They relisted it? They've got it fixed? Yeah, I believe it was. I think it was a mistake that it was pulled, they had said. It should be relisted, and then the physical version is still available as well. That's yeah, cool. I, I do want to play, play, well. play that, because I do love Lovecraft, and I love that kind of world. And, I mean, his things are like, it's it dwells into the unknown, and that's why I like I like the yeah. horror that like into unknown you can't do anything about it. You just have to accept your fate and everything that goes along with it. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you like those games, you might want to check out uh, Vampire as well. Oh, Vampire! I think I have that. that. So I have that fun. game. Um, you mean this one? Yes, great game. I have it. Yeah, I I got partway through it. Um, I need to get back to it. That's awesome. Sean, what about you? I mean, I'm excited for Little Nightmares 2. I totally um, forgot about that. Yeah, that was actually part oh, of why I ended up buying this. I'm like, that's coming out soon, isn't it? I've I've never played the DLC, um, and that's something I, I, I don't know how in, in, integral it is to playing the, the sequel. You I've, played the mobile game? No, I didn't know there was a mobile game. Hmm. Yeah, I think there's a mobile game. It's by the same exact thing that's like, I think it serves as the prequel to Little Nightmares. Yeah, I know the DLC for the game is supposed to take place like before and during. Yeah, I think the I think the mobile is before even before that. Hmm. I can't remember. I can't remember what the name of it's called. Oh, mobile games. Oh, I won't play them. I have ze- <laughs> I have zero games on my phone. Anyways, yeah, that's it. Oh, I, I played a couple decent mobile games. Uh, Wayward Souls is pretty fun. I don't put them on my phone because I, I I'm on my phone. I'm working. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah. And I also don't have I, I don't have a limited data too, so that also is a, puts a damper on it. I yeah. wish I had the balls to play Resident Evil Seven, just because watching people play it, I'm like, you know what? If I if I had an ounce of courage to my name, this is something I'd probably enjoy. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's it. We, 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 that, that's it. Have people. We need have people with. Me. We need to get VR, and we need to we need to get you to play it. I'm, oh, I'm not playing VR. I'm just, I'm, 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 if you're gonna go all the way, you might as well get the uh, the blood candle they did for it. Oh Jesus! <laughs> the blood scented candle. Oh man! Jesus Christ! Yeah, no, I can't. I can't do games like um, that. No, I need to no, have like another no, 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 Yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to that too. But I remember the trailer looked really good. They did confirm that that's not um, actually going to be a co-op though. Um, mm-hmm. You have the two characters, but it's not cooperative. Yeah. That sucks. That's kind of fine. I. The idea of co-op horror to me has always been like yeah, I, I'm the same way. Like, um, horror is best when you're I mean, alone. I, I don't. I mean, I I agree, but I think at least if it's if it's available and it doesn't affect the game, you know, some people maybe just need that other person there. And so, like, I I understand if somebody is scared or if it is like somebody kind of new to horror and it's a good way for them to play with their buddies to make it easier yeah. for them. like I, I think accessibility and also getting people into the horror genre is more important sometimes especially that's, like right now when we don't have so many horror games coming out it, it can be done yeah. well i think if you look at something like resident evil 6 that's a, or sorry resident evil 5 that's a great example of it being done very poorly because yeah at that point it's not a it, it wasn't really a horror game anymore yeah yeah it was writing that coattail of resident evil 4 let, let, let well that for him something very different. Left 4 Dead is scary because you got a thousand enemies attacking you at once. (laughs) (laughs) 
But yo, what about what about Black Ops Zombies? I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> yeah. All That game's terrifying because you end up playing with a 12 year old. Yeah, it's, it's also That's true. It's terrifying that because you play. You yeah, and then you realize the 12 year old's better than you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he fucked your mom. <laughs> yeah. In um, my case, he keeps telling me he fucked my dad. Oh God. <laughs> Anyone else got anything else that they want to like throw on the pile? Like, is there a game that you really wanted to to highlight? Um, is there something you really wanted to say about horror games? Like, if there's something, like what really you love about it, what makes it best for you? Like, anything else? I mean, I, I next, I think next I year, <laughs> yeah, I think next year of GGG, I think one thing we need to do is definitely do our extra live stream again of horror games. I think that, yeah. like, I want. I know with GGG, we've been doing a whole month of horror on all the podcasts. So if you're not listening to all of our podcasts, like we have a bunch of horror stuff that's coming out, Halloween-themed yeah. stuff. Um, but I really want to do it bigger with, with GK and uh, also our Let's Plays. I think like, like this year, we're just doing Bioshock. And then uh, I, have a, uh, I have a special guest, and I'm going to play through Silent Hill 1 uh, soon. But that's going to go through November. But I, I want more horror games and GK to do some stuff. And I think next year we'll I do. I remember stream. the the scariest thing about our our horror game twenty four hour stream that we did a few years ago was my sleep schedule. Yeah, because <laughs> I came over to your house. We did Outlast until I think like two. God, what was it? Two? No, it was later than. That. No, it was. It was like till two, and then I had to stay up uh, because someone was streaming until four. Yeah, and then I streamed Sister Location. From like four until seven, and then I had work at eight. Jesus, yeah, oh, that yeah. was. I don't know if we oh. want to do twenty four hours again, but let me, I think we could definitely do like the eight hour stream. Yeah, like an eight, maybe like, like ten hours. Yeah, maybe we can get all you know all of us together and we can play a game. Oh, yeah. and the game we should keep in mind for them too is: Have you heard of this game that's out right now called uh, Phasmophobia? Oh, I yes, thought you were going to say I, Among I, Us. I, okay, I do want to so, play that one. Mike, I saw you shit shake your head. I think you would dig this. You are a ghost investigative team. You are not there to excise the oh, ghost. You are snap. just there to identify it. So you roll up in your truck, you go into a house, and you investigate various phenomena. And then you have a notebook where you list three – you have to identify three clues. And the go, Depending on the ghost, they'll give you three kinds of clues. And then that will allow you to identify what kind of a ghost it is. Then you get the – fuck out of the house uh oh the ghosts yeah. are fucking with him because he's telling their secrets <laughs> everyone loads up their clues hopefully you did all the side objectives um hopefully you did all the side objectives and then if you guess correctly you get more money and then money allows you to buy better equipment um so like sometimes you'll go into a house and it's like did anyone bring a thermometer no okay well we have to hope that if anyone see sees their breath then we'll know that this ghost has dropped the temperature to freezing because if you have a temperature or an actual thermometer, then you can say, oh, that's one of our clues. Um, EMF level five. That's a thing. Um, Dude, this is amazing. This is like ghost, ghost adventures like, of the this game. Sounds, uh, this sounds right on my ass. What is this? Scare you. They will kill you. Yeah. It also has the Knights effect where it's like one of those games where if you're if all the characters are like right next to each other in game, you're perfectly fine. But then as each character spreads out, you don't hear them no more. It gets like. Unless someone has, unless oh, someone has, unless a, someone has a walkie. Yeah, that's, like, that's really cool. What yeah, game walk is this in, again? You can use a radio to and speak to the Fantasma? ghost. And uh, Phasmophobia. Phasmophobia. And then, oh, my God. The ghosts will respond to you speaking into the game. So if you're like, what is your name? If it's nearby, it might say its name. If you're like, how old are you? It might say child or adult. Some ghosts get angry as you speak to it more and more. Some ghosts will only attack if there's oh one God, person so in the house. Too. Yeah, this sounds awesome. Yeah, this sounds right on my own. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's a good it's multiplayer a, like yep. horror game. Is it multiplayer? Yeah, because I know Markiplier yep. streams it with his buddies. Markiplier streams it. Achievement Hunters j- just streamed it today. Here's a good way to do. I know Yogscast has a couple streams of it. I think they did a few streams. Or at oh least my god. One of them. Okay, I want to play this. I, I do want to make. Uh, I am going to be doing a uh, my top ten horror games list. I should have out. Hell yeah! Next week. Cool. Okay. Cool. I'll look for it. Awesome. All right. Anything else, yeah. Sean? I, I'm I'm good. No, I think that's it. I think we that was a really good discussion, everybody. Thank you. Of course. Yeah, I think we're good. Well, yeah. All righty. Sean, where can they find more gamer culture stuff? 
All righty. So you can find Gamer Culture at GamerCulture.com. You can find a huge backlog of videos, reviews, articles, and podcasts. Uh, you can also find Gamer Culture on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, that is Gamer Culture, one word, culture with a K. We do occasionally make various gaming theme posts, so make sure to check us out. Follow Follow us and, of course, check out all of our backlog of content here on the Grand Geek Gathering. Kibbles, where can they find you, buddy? What do you do? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at KibblesPlays. I changed my tag, so now it's KibblesPlays. I'll be posting a lot of my collection there. And I am actually getting back into streaming now. Um, I got a few more test runs, but I'm hoping to get back on stream. So you can follow me over at KibblesPlays. Nice. Very cool. So Kibbles plays. Keep an eye out for it. Uh, Mikey, what do you do and where can they find you? Hi, uh, I do writing for the Grandy Gathering, so you can find any of my content on there. I do top 10 lists. I do reviews. I do just random thoughts on things. Uh, like I said, I, I do have a uh, top 10 horror games list I'm working on, as well as a um, top horror remakes um, for movies that I'm planning to do as well for this month. So check out those when they go up. Nice. Um, you you did say that you're a big fan of uh, Halloween Horn or not Halloween Horror Nights. Um, Halloween Haunt. Halloween Haunt. Excuse me, wrong yeah. part. Halloween Haunt. Uh, he has a <laughs> massive back, a massive log of several articles ranking every single maze they've done for years. Yeah, so for almost tw- to- almost twenty years worth of mazes. Awesome. Yes, amazing. it's a huge. Been bit. I think. Year. We should, Who share, was we, should, it we should share it again on social media. Shared it like one of the designers of the mazes. Yeah, it was. Uh, I believe it was Daniel Miller um, had shared it. I think Daniel Miller and maybe John Cook shared it as well, or at least commented on it. Yeah, that um, was. Really they, they're big. They're big designers within the uh, the haunt community that they yeah. actually did mazes for knots. That's amazing. So definitely check check that out. And Tyler, over to you. Take us out, buddy. All right. Thanks for listening in. You can check out all of our shows and offerings on thegrandgeekgathering.com, or you can follow us on so- on all the social medias on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the things. All of our podcasts are available on all podcast uh, apps. You can also watch this show on YouTube, us live and pretty. And have a wonderful week. And GGG, wear a mask, especially on and Halloween. Stay cool. And, oh, that's right. And... and-